What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Second Door on the Left. This is your host, Drew House. Thank you, as always, for listening. I want to go over a couple things in the intro. One, Let It Snow, the song at the end of Die Hard. Frank Sinatra doesn't sing it. Dean Crosby don't sing it. It's Dean freaking Martin. All right, so if you listened to the last episode, maybe you remember what I'm talking about, but um, I just had to clear that up. wanted to review our total plays on this podcast since we started back in the first week of June. We are 117 plays away from the big 3,000. And that is a big number for me because uh, I guess it's all baseball related, really. I mean, I grew up a big baseball fan. I still am one, but 3,000 hits is a big deal. And you know what? 3,000 plays is going to be a big deal, too. We should get that number here in the next two or three weeks, probably right at Christmas time, honestly. Christmas time or around the new year. So, going to be awesome. We have a jam packed show. All right, so I'm going to stick to that minute intro uh, right now. Hit the music. That's right. Thank you, Griswolds. Uh, Thank you, the listener. Happy December to you. Hope everyone's having an awesome month. It is December 11th, 946 p.m. out here in the old garage, also known as SDOTL East Headquarters. Shout out Josh House over there in the West. And shout out you, the listener. I mean, for real, guys. Uh, Nearing that 3,000 mark, November was a good month. And we are out to a very awesome start in December. We're already uh, close to 200 plays this month. So it's going to be awesome. You know, we're just going to keep doing the thing. And uh, just, you know, thanks for listening, as always. Lot to talk about in this episode, and I'm really just gonna kind of spitball as far as everything that needs to be discussed. Um, first off, let me give some props to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is your 2018 college football Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, he put up monster numbers for Oklahoma over there in the Big 12, slinging it all around using his legs all over defenses. And uh, he did an awesome job all year long. It's going to be an interesting test. He gets to put that that hardware to the test uh, in his next game against the number one ranked team in the nation. So we'll see just how well deserved that was. But either way, win or lose, he is your Heisman winner. And the thing about Kyler Murray is the dude's got some talent, not just on the football field either. He's already uh, signed a $4.66 million signing bonus uh, to go play baseball for the Oakland Athletics. He has that in his back pocket. He has one year of eligibility left as the Oklahoma quarterback. uh, And just the sky's the limit. I mean, which road do you want to take, man? Or do you want to go, you know, full-blown Bo Jackson and a little little primetime Deion Sanders and just do both sports? But we'll see. Um, but that, that's awesome. Kudos to you, Kyler Murray, and uh, back-to-back Heisman winners at Oklahoma. So shout-out to you, Baker Mayfield, doing your thing in Cleveland as well, man. So good job there. Uh, Army and Navy, Army with the 17-10-point victory. That was a, a hard-fought game. Thought Navy may try to squeak it out towards the end, uh, but Army just had a little too much for him. So uh, it was a great scene there in uh, Philadelphia. So the crowd was into it. Uh, 
for the most part, things stayed clean. Um, it was no egg bowl as far as fighting, you know, no fear there. So uh, they kept it classy and uh, it, you know, it made for very entertaining, entertaining television, especially when it was the only college football game on. So also, I think it's time to just go ahead and, and, and put this out there before we get into the uh, review for the NFL, because it was a crazy week in the NFL. Crazy. A lot of crazy finishes, a lot of upsets. I sucked on my picks. I was seven and nine. Um, but we're going to save that. We're going to save that because I want to spend at least a few minutes talking about something that I brought up back in the season two premiere uh, trailers and whatnot about a movie that I finally went and saw with Katie and her mom this past Sunday during the Saints game, actually. So, you know, it had to have been something that I've mentioned, something that I really wanted to see. It was Bohemian Rhapsody. We went and saw the 1220 show. We, uh, the Saints played at 12, but I recorded it, had my phone off and went and saw a very, a very damn good movie. All right. Bohemian Rhapsody lived up to my expectations. And then even and then even some more than that, um, you know, it was just it was a, just a well put together film. Rami Malek absolutely killed it as Freddie Mercury. And the reason he was in that movie, according to IMDb, according to good old IMDb trivia, the reason he had that part of Freddie Mercury was because of his performance as Elliot on the show, Mr. Robot. I love that show. I love him in Mr. Robot. And I loved him as Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. This was a movie that Katie said afterwards that she could go see it again. And at, at the time I, I was here at the time I was just thinking, okay, let's just get home and, and get the game started. All right. My phone's off. <laughs> I'm just ready to get this game going because then we got to get into the Cowboys Eagles game, uh, get a, you know, stay ahead of it, get caught up, what, what, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the Rams bears were playing Sunday night. So, as the days have gone on and I think about that movie and think back and uh, has have had my queen playlist time Monday morning, I would go see that movie again. Yeah, I really would. I thought it was very well put together. There was some drama around it with Brian Singer getting fired from the project. Uh, he says that he was off taking care of a family uh, member who was very ill um, other people say differently that he was always he was late constantly. Uh, apparently, him and Rami Malik didn't get along at all, and it even escalated to the point where after Malik went to the producers after just being fed up with Singer's lack of punctuality and uh, just really seeming not to care about the project, he went to the producers. Rami Malik did and. Uh, they proceeded to fire him. And I guess I think before they fired him or before he actually left, he was, it was reported that he threw something at Remy Malik's head. Uh, thankfully he missed Brian Singer does seem kind of like person, somebody that couldn't really throw very well. But if you know much about him, he has done some awesome movies, two movies that come to mind are X-Men two 
I mean, he did the first two X-Men, but X-Men 2 for sure. And uh, The Usual Suspects. There are some other movies, but those two movies are, uh, are I'm a fan. I'm a fav- fan favorite, excuse me, of both of those movies. So uh, in a way, I'm in Brian Singer's corner because of those two. But no, when it comes to this, I hear more good than bad against Brian Singer. And of course, I'm going to side with Rami Malek. One, because of Mr. Robot. Two, because after seeing the movie, after seeing his portrayal of Freddie Mercury, I'm even I'm an even bigger fan. And I really hope this dude just continues to uh, shine as an actor. I don't want to I don't want to really spoil anything, although I don't really think I could just you know spoil too much. Uh, you know, basic synopsis, basic uh, things as far as what they documented uh, in the film. It was it, be, it began with uh, Freddie Mercury getting ready to go to the stage, the Live Aid concert back in 1985, uh, where a ton of bands were there. They were raising money for famine in Africa, you know, for people to eat and everything like that. Um, so they were a part of that. And then it proceeds to go back to the beginning, how he gets on with the guys, uh, the other band members, uh, Brian May and Roger Taylor. And John Deacon, the uh, drummer, uh, and, and it just basically, you know, shows their their rise and uh, some adversity they face uh, within the band, uh, adversity that Freddie Mercury faces with uh, everything that he has going on uh, musically and personally. It was a very good blend of music and you know, the, the drama stuff The um, uh, there was a lot of funny moments in it. Honestly, uh, Mike Myers was in it. Uh, I, I read on IMDb that, you know, Mike Myers, of course, from Wayne's world with Bohemian Rhapsody in it. Uh, Mike Myers accepted a role in that movie before he even read the script. You know, he was offered a position, a role. He took it. No questions asked. So very cool. Uh, he does have a small part in it, but the acting is is top notch. Uh, it looks great, so I got to give props to Brian Singer and the guy that actually came in, the the director that came in. There was about I've read fourteen to sixteen days left of shooting uh, that you know that still needed to be done at the time of Brian Singer's departure. And I don't, I can't think of the guy's name. I think it, it, the director's name Dexter something. But he's actually the director of the Elton John biopic that's coming out called Rocket Man. Well, he f- slid in and filled Brian Singer's shoes for the remainder of the film. Um, there's no obvious, you know, disconnects anywhere. It, it's really a, it's really a seamless movie. Um, <laughs> I would say I didn't look down at my phone one time to see the the, <laughs> the time. But there was no chance of that anyways, because my phone was off. Didn't want to get any score updates or anything. But the movie was over two hours. It was about two hours and 10 minutes. And it really did seem to fly by. Uh, It held my attention. If you are a Queen fan and you have not seen this movie, go see it. Go see it on the big screen before it's it's out of there. you know, obviously it's going to be, a, I, I think you're going to enjoy it regardless of whether you see it at home or on the big screen. 
especially if you're a Queen fan. But I would highly recommend going to see it on the big screen because it looks great. It sounds even better. There's so many song, uh, you know, drops in that in that movie. Song drops is that a, is that a thing? They they put so many songs in there. Uh, whether whether they're showing a concert that they performed, whether they show they show them in the recording studio, whether they show them in one instance uh, for one song. I won't tell you which one, but they're literally fighting. Uh, one of, let's see, it's uh, Freddie Mercury and uh, Roger Taylor are fighting, and John Deacon. The bass player, I think I said it wrong. Roger Taylor is the drummer. So John Deacon is the bass player, and he starts playing the little riff of one of their songs. And it literally, you know, the the fight is over at that point right there. And then it goes into a very cool little uh, montage scene type thing of them uh, all playing the song, it becoming a huge hit. And, and all that. So very, very good movie. I highly recommend it. it it's sitting there with an 8.3 on IMDb, which is a strong IMDb score. Uh, you look at Metascore, 45 critic reviews, it has a 49. All right. So good IMDb score, not so good Metascore uh, right there. So 45 critic reviews gave it a 49. Some of the stuff I'm seeing is that uh, as far as, you know, what's wrong with the movie are some inaccuracies. Roger May and uh, uh, I'm sorry, Roger Taylor and Brian May, the uh, two band members from Queen that are still part of the band Queen with Adam Lambert even today. uh, They were heavily involved with the making of the movie, producers, uh, writing Uh, I'm sure. So, of course, with so much time passing and with so many people involved in this band's rise to fame and everything that happened with the aftermath, uh, in the aftermath with Freddie Mercury uh, succumbing to AIDS in 91, uh, it really does. There's there's a lot of he said, she said that could have gone on. But ultimately, there it is in Brian May's and Roger Taylor's hands because they own the rights. Uh, But there, so while I'm sure there's, you know, I guess what I'm getting at is they put in there what they saw or what they felt went down. Okay. It might not make people look good. They might've taken some Liberty with certain situations, you know, who's to say what, all right. The fact of the matter is the movie was entertaining as hell and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So, yes, five weeks after the release, uh, we went and saw it. So I was excited. I'm glad I went. I'm glad that I was able to go see it with my wife, with my mother-in-law, who are both equally huge Queen fans, maybe even more than me. But I I don't know. I really I really love Queen. All right. I really love them as a band. uh, And I got to see a behind the scenes a show of their rise and, um, you know, their history. So a lot of things that I'm sure they left out. Uh, Another thing I saw that, you know, they really toned down Freddie Mercury's uh, just, you know, his sexual nature and uh, just his, 
not you know not so much the you know was he you know gay i think they really hit on a lot of his sexuality but i think they toned down just how much this dude was actually out there you know partying <laughs> Um, it didn't show just a, a ton of it, but uh, apparently he was just out and about all the time, just having a good time and living the life of, of a rock star, really his own kind of rock star. So uh, I thought it shed him in a very good light, though. Uh, I thought I thought it was very well done. So kudos to you, Bohemian Rhapsody. Very high kudos to you, Rami Malik, because regardless of what the critics are saying about the inaccuracies or the uh the tone of the movie you know not really being able to get in touch with the the band members which i think is false i mean i really felt you know i felt like i got to know each band member uh, a lot actually and a, a lot of the supporting players with the band but all the critics are agreeing that rami malik did a phenomenal job as freddie mercury and that he did he did an awesome job and I can't wait to see this movie again on the small screen at home. Uh, it's going to be great. So happy they did a good job with it. My wife was worried about it with the disarray in the director, uh, with all that stuff that was going on behind uh, the scenes off camera could really have affected the movie's overall performance. But I really think it went unscathed. I really do. So now that, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is out of the way. It's time for Creed 2. It is time for Creed 2. I can't wait to go see it. I'm going to go see it soon. Hopefully in the next week or so. All right. Definitely by the end of the year because uh, it's it's time. All right. It's, <laughs> it's definitely time. So looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Go check it out. Uh have you seen it already? Did you like it? Did you not like it? What did you not like about it? What are some things you, you did like about it? Some things I didn't really mention on. Uh, leave me a voice message. Let me know. Let me know and I will put it on there and we will uh, we can uh, continue this conversation a little further with it. All right. Sound good. And now, everyone, <laughs> a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Yes. When is the last time you went to Liquidations Plus? Huh? When was it? Did you go to Olive Branch location? Back there in the back of the building where they have great deals? Did you go to the Hernando location? The new Hernando location at 470 East Commerce Street in Hernando. Nice big open store there. Bright. Full bins. Full shelves. Stocked full of great products at the best prices you're going to find around the county. When's the last time you went? All right, because we'd love to see you. So if you haven't been lately, you should check us out. We have daily deals on Facebook every day. Follow us, follow our Facebook page, follow us and like us uh, and get the dish on all the daily deals. Also go to our website at liquidationsplus.com. It is an auction style website. We have a lot of awesome products on there and you can get our products that are already a great price in the store for even better on our auction style website. All right. Liquidations Plus. If you haven't been, come check us out. We'd love to see you. Check out our Facebook page. Check out our website. And as always, happy shopping.
Welcome back, everyone. So, yeah, I received a Snapchat from the self-proclaimed number one fan the other night. All right. He sends me a, he sends me a lot of crazy stuff, first off. But as we enter our NFL portion of the show, I'm going to reiterate to you what he iterated to me. Okay. He said, how about them Alabama boys showing out in the NFL? And, you know, anytime he starts bringing up Alabama, first off, I kind of just tune out a little bit. But uh, as I looked at it, he had a dang good point. All right. And we're going to go through each game. But let me just lead with this right here from our from our our self-proclaimed number one fan, Matt Harding. Derrick Henry completely showed out against uh, Jacksonville last Thursday night to the tune of 238 yards rushing with four touchdowns. That 238 yards included a 99-yard run, tying him for the longest run in history. Yeah, it's been done before. Tony Dorsett back back in something or another. Impressive as all get out, right? Then you go to Kenyon Drake for the Dolphins. And you want to talk about a crazy play. The one with him uh, getting the ball after two or three laterals and scoring the game-winning touchdown as Gronkowski makes a futile effort of a dive to keep him out of the end zone. End zone. Uh, Kenyon Drake showed out. Uh, he had a good game, but, man, he he put the dagger. Uh, the Patriots went from <laughs> went from a 98.6% chance to win with 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter to losing, to losing the game. And we'll, we'll get to – we'll come back to this game. All right, let's, let's stay on track. Alabama players, right. Amari Cooper, also Alabama, showed out against the Eagles. One man wrecking crew out there. I mean, can you say great pickup for my guy Dak Prescott? Right? I don't like the Cowboys. I don't like the Cowboys at all. I didn't like them before they beat the Saints. I really don't like them now. I was pulling for Philly, and I love Dak Prescott. I really do. I'll never forget what he did for Mississippi State. The Cowboys picking up Amari Cooper is a huge deal, and he showed out, catching the game-winning touchdown off a deflection from that Eagles defender. Don't remember his name. But he caught it and then just strolled into the end zone at, for another for a walk-off touchdown. And then you go to my boy Mark Ingram, and honestly – Again, in a, in a game, really in a game that the Saints had no business winning, Mark Ingram showed out in the second half. And that run where he literally dragged dragged a defender, drug, drug, drug a defender a few yards until he hit pay dirt in the end zone, that was awesome. That was awesome live. It was awesome when I rewatched the game Sunday night. 
And what was really awesome, I found a video on Facebook down on the sideline and you just you can see an even better view of him dragging the Bucks defender. He was not going to be denied. So, yeah, you take those four Alabama alums and you know what, Matt Harden, you got a you got a point. Your boys showed out on the big stage. Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, Amari Cooper, Mark Ingram. There you go. All right. Let's go to the, let's go through this by game, shall we? Jets and the Bills. Once again, I, I went seven and nine. I don't know if I mentioned that already or not. Seven and nine this week, making my picks. So that's what you call losing money. But before we get to the Jets and the Bills, I, I don't bet, but you know, sometimes as soon as I start thinking that maybe I should be betting, like that one weekend uh, SEC and NFL combined, I went eighteen and one. Yeah, I made some money then. But then it's weeks like this where, you know, it would it would just drive me crazy uh, and I would have lost money. So and there would have just been that there would just be this this itch, this itch to try to get back in the wind column. I'd probably be freaking out or something. But uh, anyways, not really sure where I was going with that, but. Uh, the Titans Jaguars Thursday night. I did pick the Titans, so good job there. The Titans won thirty to nine. Again, Derrick Henry. Uh, that's all you really need to say about that game. Two thirty-eight and four touchdowns. It was awesome. Uh, pick my Saints. That was a good one. Uh, really had again no business. Really had no business winning that game. If not for Taysom Hill blocking that punt uh, midway through the third quarter. I really don't I, – I don't think you can convince me with what I was seeing, uh, the Saints pulling that out. Yeah, they were only down 14-3. to They were about to get the ball back, but to that point, with the punt, they were about to get that ball back, but to that point, they really hadn't shown anything, and they had turned the ball over a couple times. So when Taysom Hill blocked that punt and Mark Ingram, the first play after they got it back – the first play, he ran for a 12-yard run, and he got up, and I felt, you know what, this is our game. This is now officially our game, and the Saints proceeded to score 25 unanswered and win the division. Win the NFC South uh, for uh, the fifth time. You know, they did realign back in, what was it, 04, 03, 05, one of those. Early 2000s, they realigned. So, NFC South, fifth time they won it, tied for most with the Panthers. Uh, but this is their first time ever in franchise history winning back-to-back division titles. So, that's pretty cool. Kind of crazy, but, you know, you look at it, and for a while, the NFC South, was it was a new winner every year. No one was winning it back-to-back uh, until just a few years ago when I believe Carolina did it. Uh, then you go back even further with the Saints in the NFC West, and there was uh, San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco looming large back in the uh, 80s and 90s. Really, I guess, you know, real 80s and 90s were when San Francisco was really tearing it up. So, no, and the Saints weren't very good on top of it all. So, yeah, first time – in franchise history, back-to-back division titles. Uh, I did win that game as well, picking the Saints, but it did not look good for a long time. So thank you, Taysom Hill. Uh, You are a huge part of why the Saints got that victory right there. Uh, A little tidbit with the the way the offense has been putting up numbers, you know, really 
all season, you know, minus the minus the Cowboys game, minus the first half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The offense has been putting up numbers. All right. Here's a little tidbit. Thanks to my boy, Mike Triplett, uh, covering the Saints for ESPN. In the last 11 weeks, the New Orleans Saints defense is second in scoring. 18 points a game is all they're giving up last 11 weeks. So good job to that defense. They are continuing to get better. They're continuing to play with one and knock on wood. They're staying relatively healthy. Our linebacking core is deep. Uh, our defensive line rotation is doing very well. Only really, really leaky spot is in our secondary, but uh, we really haven't lost anybody uh, in a while. So uh, that'll be good if the defense can continue that trend, 18 points a game. I like our chances every time. All right. So, yeah, a lot, lot I could go into with that Saints-Bucks game, but you know what? I'm just going to let it be. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, enjoy the division title. And, um, you know, they've got, they've got three big ones left, but all in good time, all in good time. Jets and Bills, I picked the home team Bills and the Jets. The Jets, the battle of the rookie quarterback Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. Uh, the win goes to, to Sam Darnold. So he did outduel him a little bit, but Josh Allen, I mean, you look at his rushing numbers as I'm looking at it right here, uh, nine carries for 101 yards to go with his 206 passing yards. So, uh, pretty versatile dude there. But, uh, again, the Jets do get that one. The Panthers and the Browns, I picked the Panthers and Baker Mayfield and the Browns, uh, give the Panthers their fifth straight loss. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Nick Chubb had a decent uh, game, but yeah, the Browns scored uh, nine unanswered in the fourth and win 26 to 20. So lost that game there. Falcons and Packers. I did pick the Packers to win that one. Ravens and Chiefs in overtime looked like a dang good one there. 27-24 Chiefs. I picked that one. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Finished with two more touchdowns and 53 pass attempts. And I hate to say it as a Saints fan, but uh, with the last couple of weeks, the drop off in production of Drew Brees, I would say that if Drew Brees was the top contender, I'd have to lean towards Patrick Mahomes at this point with, with three games left to go. We shall see, but it's very possible Drew Brees could miss out yet again on the league MVP. But there are bigger prizes to be had. So I think even Drew would agree with me there. So uh, the Chiefs do escape with their first game without Kareem Hunt. They beat a pretty good Ravens team uh, there. Uh, the crazy surprise, I kind of alluded to it earlier, uh, the way that that Dolphins-Patriots game ended. The Dolphins beat the Patriots, and as I mentioned, the Patriots, not the best effort, not, you know, a different team almost when they go to South Beach. It's crazy. I don't know. They don't really do well there, and um, the Dolphins deliver that blow and get to seven and six. So um, still plenty of season for them. The Patriots drop to nine and four. 
uh, still in control in that division, though. Uh, have they clinched? It? No, they haven't quite clinched it yet. They are three games up, though, with only three games left to go. Um, so one win by them or a Dolphins loss will give the Patriots another AFC East title. Uh, another game, let's see the next game. Uh, I did pick the Giants, thankfully, because for a while there it was 40 to nothing. They go on to win 40 to 16 against Washington. Uh, so the Giants win there. The Redskins are injury depleted as all get out. Mark Sanchez, obviously not the answer. I lost this game, picked the Texans and the Colts and the Texans nine game winning streak. Andrew Luck, 399 yards passing, 199 of which went to Mr. T.Y. Hilton. And the Colts get a huge, huge win on the road. They are seven and six uh, and looking looking strong. The Jaguars shut them out last week. But they uh, they they outscored the Texans in this one, and again get a big win. Let's see, Chargers at Bengals. The Chargers do pull that one out. There they improve to ten and three on the year. They actually have the second best record in the AFC, and there they are sitting in the five seed. So you know, gotta love those division winners. 49ers at Broncos whiffed on that one. Uh, the Broncos had no answer for Mr. Uh, Mr. Kittle, tight end for the 49ers. Mr. Seven receptions for 210 yards. So 30 yards a catch there, and the 49ers win 20 to 14, giving the Broncos a huge blow, delivering a huge blow to their playoff chances with three weeks to go. Uh, that Cowboys Eagles game alluded it to uh, alluded to it a little while ago. That was a crazy game. Uh, overtime, Amari Cooper makes the game winning catch. Uh, Jake Elliott, uh, the Eagles kicker, formerly Memphis Tiger, missed an extra point. And I hate to say that it that was the difference because of course there are a ton of plays in a game that affect the outcome. But you look at a missed extra point, and that really could have been all that the Eagles needed and uh, to, to, to get out of there with a huge win. But they did not. They dropped to six and seven. Cowboys have now won, is it five or six straight? Not really sure what, but uh, a big day for Dak Prescott. 400, 455 yards passing on the day for Dak Prescott. And Amari Cooper had 217 of them with three touchdowns. So just a, a, an incredible pickup for the Cowboys. I got to give them all, all the credit in the world. The Raiders, the Raiders upset the Steelers back to back losses for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and it just, you know, that's the NFL in the black hole. Uh, the Raiders were able to outlast the, the Steelers and uh, they, they put a nice, Put a nice little dent in what was looking like some pretty solid armor there for the Steelers. So uh, didn't really get a chance to watch that one, but uh, they did just enough in the end and got a touchdown with about 21 seconds left. Touchdown pass from Derek Carr. So very cool that uh, to Derek Carr to Derek Carrier. A dude named Derek Carrier caught the ball from Derek Carr. So that's cool. Uh, Raiders win that one. 
Lions and Cardinals. I did pick the Lions. They won that one 17 to 3. Lost the Sunday night game because I picked the Rams, and yet I am not mad whatsoever. The Bears holding it down in Soldier Field, defending the home turf. The crowd was electric. The weather was cold, and that Bears defense was flying around everywhere. They grounded the Rams. They grounded them. I mean, they grounded that attack maybe even slightly more so than the Cowboys did the Saints. I I would be hard-pressed to say that. I'm not trying to deflect at all. I've moved on. But I'm telling you, what the Bears demonstrated Sunday night against the Rams was incredible. The Rams didn't even look like the same team. Not the same team at all. So uh, with the Bears win, improving to 9-4, and dropping the Rams to 11-2, and the Saints are now back in the number one seed that top spot in the NFC uh, with three huge games left to go. And we will get to that. We will get to that. The the preview for the week to come will be tomorrow night. Uh, strictly review tonight. And uh, yeah, yeah, that Bears, that Bears Rams game, defensive struggle the whole way. Uh, it was six to six going, it was six to six at halftime. Uh, and then a safety. And uh, the only touchdown on the night later for the Bears made it 15-6. There was a scoreless fourth quarter. And uh, just a just an awesome game, really. If you love defense, you love that game. And if you loved watching the Rams lose, and uh, then you loved watching it, that as well. I missed the Vikings and the Seahawks. For some reason, I went with Minnesota. That didn't happen. Uh, they lost 21-7. The Seahawks improved to eight and five. Minnesota still in that sixth spot, I do believe, of the wild card at six, six and one. But uh, that's that's a big win for the Seattle Seahawks right there. Uh, it was three to nothing, Seattle going into the fourth quarter. So, and then and then a lot of stuff happened. Uh, 10, 10 more, no, eleven more unanswered by the Seahawks. And then another touchdown, a fumble recovery was what really broke the back. But the, uh, for the Vikings, 21 nothing at one point. They did get a touchdown late. Uh, but they they proceeded to fire their offensive coordinator, uh, John DiFilippo, I think is his name. So the Vikings, while in, still in that sixth spot, uh, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. So a little bit of disarray there as well. Uh, as we enter the final stretch, final three games. So we shall see. Uh, It was an awesome weekend. I did terrible on my picks, but there was a lot of action to be had. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited about this year. So we shall see where it goes from here. Um, Hard to really say who's going to do what, but I'll get into it a little bit tomorrow night when I make my picks for the new week. And we will go from there. I think that's just going to about wrap it up. Do I have anything else? No, that's about it. Go see Bohemian Rhapsody if you hadn't already. Go check it out. You won't regret it, I don't believe. So uh, kudos to to that once again. Uh, Kudos to the NFL for having an awesome uh, week. And uh, kudos to the Army-Navy game as well, holding it down on the college front. We do have some bowl games coming up. And I will not, I will not miss those. 
all right? And I hope I haven't already as I'm, as I'm recording this podcast. Okay, all right, the first bowl game is Saturday. We have three bowl games. No, 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 four, five. There's five bowl games Saturday, my word. All right, we will get all those on the show tomorrow with uh, week six, no, week 15 in the NFL. And then we, uh, we will, I'll have picks for all those, okay? All right, that's just going to about do it. This has been Second Door on the Left. This has been your host, Drew House. Thank you for those plays. Continue listening. We'll continue banging out some content for you. And, uh, you know, we're just going to keep doing the dang thing, okay? Uh, This has been your host, Drew House. Shout out Josh House over there in the West. SDOTL East Headquarters over here. We are out. God bless. Take care of each other. Be nice. Be safe. Merry Christmas. Peace! Yeah, so that's the song I was talking about in the movie where they're arguing and John Deacon Deacon hits him with that bass line right there. And it just, Freddie Mercury looks at him and said, did you you write that, darling? (laughs) Uh, Pretty funny. Go see the movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. If you have seen it, then you need to leave me some feedback because you're probably sitting there just like, yeah, man, that was awesome. Love that part. I knew it was another one bites the dust the whole time. You know, whatever. All right. In the outro here, I wanted to give a little shout out to this this freaking game that I downloaded on my phone. All right. It's called Series. All right. It's called Series. And I saw it on Facebook. S-E-R-I-E-S. Series. And... The two that uh, games, little simulations that are on there is you get to be a character in The Breakfast Club, the movie The Breakfast Club. Uh, The other one is you get to be a character in the TV show Saved by the Bell. (laughs) Awesome stuff. I've already done The Breakfast Club one. More episodes are supposed to be downloaded at a later date. But as of right now, they have a pretty good bit of uh, playing time on them. Uh, the Breakfast Club one took me, you know, a few days. Um, I didn't really just sit there and do it, but it still, it, you know, it took me a few days worth of playing it, maybe even a week. And uh, now I'm on the Save by the Bell one. I did it for the first time last last night. So I don't want to spoil anything on it, but it's a pretty cool concept. And I dig both of those things a lot. The movie, The Breakfast Club, and the TV show, Saved by the Bell. Shout out to you. Shout out to that game there, series. All right. Or as I like to call it, crack for my pop culture behind. All right, y'all. S-T-O-T-L. We'll see you next time. Later.